Um, hey guys, this is Pete, and uh, I need to ask you a favor. Halloween is coming up, and you know, each year we like to get some spooky stories or some scary stories from our listeners. And I'm worried that Merce is going to lose her shit this year if we don't get any. So, like, if you could quell her anger by calling 570-PODWAD1 or emailing shout at yallheard.me with your spooky story or creepy event or even like a made-up anecdote, then I would greatly appreciate it because if Marissa gets upset, she might like, I don't know, cast some spells on you or something. But uh, at the very least, I know she's going to high kick me in the face. Again, that's 570-PODWOD1. You could call or text or email shout at yallheard.me. Uh, thanks. Thanks very much for saving my ass. Y'all heard? All right. One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all, Y'all Heard, Heard, a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not related. And this is a f-ing podcast where two dip f-ing tell you some f-ing up that we know about, but you probably f-ing don't because you're a f-ing dumb asshole. Yes. And the f-ing intro makes f-ing sense when you consider the f-ing topic. Oh, I was like, I was like. I have no problem with this. This is very aggressive, but now I get it. Okay, it'll make sense later. In other words, what? Oh, we are not supposed to tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. <laughs> Pete, how are you? Um, I, I I have a few frustrations right now. Yeah. The first is that I'm having a hard time finding um, Halloween Oreos. Oh man! I wait. I thought you had them a bit ago. You just wanted more. I want a. I wanted the box of them that come two to a pack. They're like the trick or treat Oreos. Ooh, yeah. For yourself or for trick or treat? For me, yeah. No, I would want to say I am not um, shaming you. I think trick or treat is the best because then it gives you like portion sizes. Yeah. mm Hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. I was like, ooh, I can have one of these a day. Yeah, that's great. I fucking, I stack up on everything now so that I have self-control. Because if I start opening multiple bags of things, then I feel disgusting. But if it's all in one bag, I, you know, there's no stopping me. Yeah. So you couldn't find them? No. Yep. And then uh, I think I went three places looking for them. Another frustration that I had is that our Patreon subscribers went <laughs> know, down. Know that we that I do uh, Pete's previews. Yeah. And the last time I went to do Pete's previews, I was I didn't. It took me a long time to do because <laughs> I kept doing like one good thing and one thing that was like awful, and then. <laughs> There was one time where I fell for YouTube tricks, and I was so mad at myself. Okay. Because <laughs> it said Final Destination 6, and I was like, ooh, I haven't heard of this yet. And it's a fake movie trailer. What? God, people and love And then me. there was one for Beetlejuice 2. Starring, There's no way. Starring Jenna Ortega. <laughs> There's no way that exists yet, right? And I was like, that can't exist. So I hit play, and it was another Wait, fake you know trailer. <laughs> You know that that's real, though, right? Oh, that they're doing that? It that? Is happening with Jenna Ortega. Ah, well. It filled me with rage. I guess Just, if, if you have a type. <laughs> yeah, but, like, what are you going to fucking... So, so she plays the daughter of Winona Ryder. So Winona Ryder was a moody goth, so her daughter's just going to become the exact same moody goth as her? She it, should be the opposite. Yeah, it should either be the opposite or it should just still have Winona Ryder as the. I mean, Winona Ryder will be in it, but yeah. When I you're heard, thinking of like, uh, what's that movie with Fred? I don't know. Who's Fred? <laughs> the one with the imaginary friend. Oh, I never watched that movie. Like Freddy's Dead or something. Nope, that's not called Freddy's. <laughs> Drop Dead Fred. Is that it? Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not pretty dead. Or maybe it is. Who knows? By the way, these Oreos seem to be on Amazon. Yeah, but for how much? A 40-pack for $35? I got the the box that I had, which was 30 for $10. How important are they to you, though, Pete? Exactly. Not that important. 
Mm, okay, fair. Anyway. My last frustration, everybody, is that today I had to meet with my financial advisor, which I have to do on an annual basis. I always think that means Pete is inordinately rich because I don't have a financial <laughs> advisor. When I was young, uh, my dad's aunt, Aunt Elsie, died, and she left us. She left the... Uh, basically, my sister and I got a bunch of stock in Procter & Gamble, and then they Whoa. split they split that in half, and they gave half to my sister, and then they gave the other half to me, and I was four years younger, so I diversified and invested, and my sister kind of just used it. So, <laughs> oh, but anyway, um, that's why I have a financial advisor. But every time I meet with them, they always go, "We should talk about your retirement goals," and I'm like. Shut the fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Who do you who do you think you are? Who do you think I am? What the fuck are you talking about? And it's not the retirement part, it's the goals part. And I no, told him I on this call, I'm like, I don't ha he's like, you know, we will make a plan to match your goals and I'm like, problem is I don't have any goals. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I understand entirely. Yeah, retirement <laughs> is valid, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, what do you want to be doing when you're... And I was like, why? Well, I, I had hoped to hitch my wagon to somebody who would have dreams by now. <laughs> uh, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Pete. Uh, yeah, my retirement goal is to... I intend to work forever. I don't know. Isn't that what you do when you're a writer? You I never guess so, get that yeah. Yeah, I never thought I would have the luxury of retiring. Um, that's not a joke. I assume I will never retire. All the writers in my life that I admire didn't retire. My mentor for my grandson. <laughs> Maris is writing a poem right now. <laughs> Did I? All the writers that I admire didn't retire. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, our mentor Sarah. She didn't seem like she retired. Anyway. Ugh. Um, What's up with you, Marissa? What is up with me? Um, guys, if you listened to our last episode and you were concerned about me, I'm fine. I'm just, I go through a lot of ups and downs. I'm going through some stuff, but I'm okay on the day to day. I'm drinking a Fanta Black. Uh, and, uh, you know what? That's really all I can ask for. I saw a commercial for Fanta Black. Fucking love it. I fucking hate that it makes my mouth black, though. Which was a fun novelty at first, but like yesterday, mm. was my husband likes to every day go, "Do you want a Fanta Black?" And I go, "Yeah." Um, he, he's, I cook dinner. He gives me a Fanta Black. I forget it makes my teeth and my mouth black. <laughs> I just start drinking it and talking to him, and then like I give him a sip, and then he looks insane. So I went, "Oh fuck!" And then I looked, and I realized I just look fucking insane. I think I look all cute and shit. <laughs> So it's a good soda, but it's a good soda to drink privately. <laughs> and not to be vulgar, but I was really excited, Pete. Again, this is a little gross, but I was really excited for my poop to be a different color. Because uh -huh. everyone always talks about food dye doing that. My poop is the exact same color it always is, which is not a weird color. It's a normal color. So I don't know. Food dye just doesn't color my poop. And I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for years for this opportunity. I've been waiting patiently. Yeah. <laughs> yelling in the toilet bowl. <laughs> I know, and I've been drinking so much Fanta Black. So fuck it, man. Maybe you need to get something else in there. I don't know. If anyone has any tips <laughs> on what is most likely to turn my poop on a natural color, call us at 570-POD-WAD-1 or DM me. Because <laughs> I really want to see my poop a different color. <laughs> And lots of carrots. I don't know. Marissa, yeah, that's that could turn your skin orange, actually. But go ahead. I saw this. So, listeners, I'm doing a La Brea Purvea episode uh, where I pick out Halloween costumes for all the characters in La Brea. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled upon this costume, and I thought you should get it. Okay. I already have my... Oh. <laughs> uh, is that butterfly part of it? I don't know. But it's that seems uh, so arbitrary. It's a it's a women's Winnie the Pooh costume. 
but it doesn't look like a costume. It just looks like... Yeah. The Spirit Halloween has a lot of uh, decorations that aren't decorations. <laughs> I'm sorry, costumes that aren't costumes. Yeah, that I didn't like. know what that meant. I was waiting for you to explain. I don't know if you know what Disney bounding is, listeners, but Disney bounding is where you don't dress like up a character because you're not allowed to usually dress up in full costume as an adult, but you like wear something inspired by. So it's just like a, a hoodie dress that says Pooh and like looks like it's inspired by Winnie the Pooh, hmm. but it in no way makes you look like Winnie the Pooh. So that is such a half-assed costume. And for some reason, they're holding a butterfly. Does, is Winnie the Pooh known for his butterfly love? Well, maybe there's some flying around. I don't know. Yeah, by that... <laughs> Right, that, like, could see, like, every character should have a butterfly in its hand. Because yeah. there could always be, like, I'm going to be Freddy Krueger, which, by the way, I've been called out on that not being right, because I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street, and I'm not going to stop telling me to. Uh, he they have a, a they have a piglet version, too. Oh, yeah. Does it have a butterfly? No. Oh. You should, well, not, no. I don't, you're not one to wear dresses. But uh, <laughs> someone should wear that and say they're, um, the fuck is that poo, blood, and honey? What is it yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking fuck. Uh, anyway, yeah. Well, are you going to be, what? I was about to ask you if you're going to be something for Halloween. I stopped myself. No, you're not going to be something for Halloween. Going to be sad? Pete, stop! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I told you, right, that, wait, oh, I, we did talk about Disney, right? How I had to go to a Winnie the Pooh. I didn't have to. How I went to a Winnie the Pooh character dining. Okay, tell us more. Did I not talk about this? I don't think you did on the show. And I'm not sure if you did to me. That's why I'm asking for more details. God bless Aaron. He had a Winnie the Pooh magic band t-shirt. Uh, something else. He had like three... Win- oh, he had like three Winnie the Pooh things on him. And when he met Winnie the Pooh, he's like... Like, I'm a huge fan of yours. Look, I got this, I got this, I got this. And I think he expected the character to, like, feign surprise or something. And the person just, like, like, I don't know, kind of dis- was dismissive. And, and then... I'll never when, meet your hero. <laughs> and then Aaron was just like, it all happened so fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I feel like though you whatever it is you have to like put it up to that person's eye holes because yeah that is true I don't know where their eye holes even are yeah so yeah I don't know but it, it was interesting uh, we, it, it wasn't ideal we went to another character dining with like Donald Duck and stuff and it was nice and clean the Winnie the Pooh one I guess because more little kids were there was just fucking disgusting yeah yeah because of that movie. Because of poo, blood, and honey? Yeah, there was more people oh, yeah. going to that one and murdering people. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just, like, full of babies, but it was Victorian-themed. So I was like, ooh, we're going to go to a Victorian restaurant. It was, like, a dirty Victorian restaurant. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. Well, they were dirty back then. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. Icebreaker. Marissa, do you have an icebreaker? No, I thought you did. You asked me for my theme so you could make a themed icebreaker. Oh, no, that was for the intro. But I do have oh, an icebreaker. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you're going to like it, though. Okay, if not, I'll just pretend it never happened and make a new one. <laughs> you can only choose one. Okay. And you can interpret this question however you'd like. Okay. Pumpkin. Okay. Or pumpkin. What the fuck? There's no way I'm choosing the latter. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what I would say? No. There's no world. No, is, no, what no. Is- what I was thinking was, <laughs> like, <laughs> a life that is inspired by the pumpkin and pumpkin season, or one that is inspired by punk and punk stuff. <laughs> so I thought this was going to be a difficult get- question for you. <laughs> I thought you were telling me whether I... I don't even know what you're asking, but all I know is I follow someone on Instagram who I respect enough that I don't hold against them. But they call their nephew, who they are the guardian of, their little pumpkin. And I'm just like, you wouldn't pay me to even utter that word. Mm. But okay, so would I rather have... Say it again, a world that 
What? I don't know exactly the question. <laughs> I just know pumpkin or pumpkin. Um, Pete, this is too hard. Can you make it worse? <laughs> okay, I have one. You tell me if you like it. If not, we just go back and forth and make the listener deal with this. Okay, okay. Okay. So the Halloween Oreos are just regular Oreos but orange, right? That's what they want you to believe. But, Okay. <laughs> and they really are what? I don't know. There have, oh, been, have, there have been conspiracies online about... Why? What do they think it could also be? What they is just the flavor? think it's, it's different, that it tastes better. Do you think it tastes better? I do. Like, the vanilla is more flavorful? What do you mean? No. I don't, I don't, it's, I don't feel like it's a different, I feel like it's maybe like sweeter or maybe there's more to it. I don't really know. Fascinating. But I, yeah. I'm disappointed in myself for not knowing that. Uh, for not knowing about a conspiracy because all I fucking talk about are <laughs> snacks. Just fucking, just, just screaming into the void of, about snacks and no one wants to listen. Anyway, uh, this is, guys, sorry, we didn't have anything ahead of time. Build a new Halloween Oreo, but, like, build what you want out of a Halloween Oreo. Like, is it a flavor? Is it a design? What do you want? Your, what is your quintessential Halloween Oreo? All right. We're going to have some that are shaped like pumpkins. Okay. The whole cookie okay. shaped like pumpkins. And, yes, the stems are going to break off of all of them. <laughs> cool. That's part of the fun. We're going to have round ones that look like eyeballs. Okay. They're all going to have green cream. Because mm. green's gross. Yeah. And they're going to taste like pistachio. The cream is going to be pistachio. I don't know if you said that thinking that's gross. That's amazing. I I've, love I've never had pistachio in my life. I probably won't. <laughs> so... Not if I can help it. Pistachio is fantastic. <laughs> so, oh, so all of them have pistachio cream, even the ones shaped like pumpkins? Yep. Okay. That's your dream Halloween Oreo? <laughs> it has a flavor you don't even know what it tastes like? You said for Halloween. <laughs> okay. Well, mine. And honestly, I haven't had pistachio. And what is scarier than the unknown? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is true. Pistachio is a polarizing flavor. Uh, I love it. Mine will still be round, but they'll have, like, an embossed bat shape, the way that now, like, they're embossed with pumpkins, I think, for Halloween. Oh, they got uh, pumpkins. They got witches. They don't have bats, though. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this one bats. I don't think if they have bats. They did have Batman Oreos. Oh. I'm sorry. Go on. It's okay. <laughs> no problem. Uh, the cream will be gray with even more dark gray swirls. And, yes, it'll be smoke flavors. I don't mean smoky. I mean, whatever. It's going to be a vanilla base. <laughs> It'll taste like ash. A tinge of, yeah, like a tinge of of however you can interpret but still remain sweet, an actual gray smoke. So they'll basically taste the same, but maybe just with a slight tinge of something that, you know, it's up to the makers. Of and when you dip them in milk, that. they start to smoke. That, Pete, that's asking for too much. <laughs> okay. Who's got dreams now, financial man? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have no segue because I don't even fucking know how to segue. You know, if you eat enough Oreos, that can really – that might change the color of your shit. But uh, if, you mm. eat, if you eat enough Oreos, man, it can hurt your tummy. And it might feel like Nabisco put a curse on your tummy. Speaking of curses <laughs> – a lot of there's a lot of talk out there about certain horror films having a curse surrounding them. So let's start with this quote. Quote, I am not a convert to the occult, but after all I've seen on this film, I definitely believe in demonic possession. That's Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are things that cannot be treated by medical or psychiatric means, said director William Friedkin the director of the original Exorcist film, in a discussion with the horror magazine Castle of Frankenstein. And this took place in 1974. He went on to say, It seems strange, foreign, and impossible, but it exists. 
We are plagued by strange and sinister things from the beginning. It is simply the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. So. What is? Film The Exorcist. Oh, okay. Yeah, oops, that's my bad. So The Exorcist is one of a number of horror films considered to be cursed. Pete, have you ever heard, like, rumors of certain films being cursed? Um, I don't have any off the top of my head, but yeah. Okay, so some of the others include the 80s films Poltergeist. Poltergeist, yeah, that was the one that popped. Yeah. Cannibal Holocaust, Twilight Zone the movie. You're asking for trouble with that. Which one? Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, you meant Twilight Zone the movie, which weirdly (laughs) has the worst story surrounding it. A story that I think about often and it makes me want to die. Uh, The 90s movie The Crow. And even more recent films like The Conjuring. So I've heard about these so-called curses a bunch of times, but I never really remember the details. So mm-hmm. I wanted to take a moment to look at all the events that led people to call these movies cursed. And we'll see whether we think they do sound cursed or just people being fucking dramatic. So do you guys get it now? The intro, I cursed a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's okay. Good. <laughs> uh, so let's start with what I, what I led in with was, uh, Ah, which was The Exorcist, which is a 1973 film. And if you have not seen it, why can I not talk? If you have not seen it, the story follows the demonic possession of a young girl and her mother's attempt to rescue her through an exorcism by two Catholic priests. I will start off by saying I have not seen it. I started seeing it, and it was like the director's cut that included some, like, subliminal images that flash real quick at random parts and I was like fuck no I don't know what the fuck this is subliminal things freak me the fuck out it's like, uh, that would be Marissa saying like oh I've I've never tried vanilla uh, let me eat a whole vanilla bee <laughs> <laughs> well I like possession movies but I don't know this one was too yucky maybe I'll try it again just I think you can get a cut without the the fucking what, what did I just say? The not, I guess the regular cut, not the director's cut. Yeah, without the subliminal message shit. So, did, have you seen The Exorcist? I feel like I've I've seen it, but like I've seen it on TV. Did it seem so evil that it no. would be cursed? Yeah. Okay. Well, I kind of hit the end of it, and I was like, "What's everybody talking about?" Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Well, Pete, this is one that is cited as being cursed very often. Because first off, before even things, before they even began filming, things were off to a rocky start. So just as the cast and crew began to prep for the production, a fire, why are you laughing? Did I say something weird? Because it was too late for me to make a rocky joke, but (laughs) but I still had it in my head. (laughs) Nice. It was Uh, rocky because Sylvester Stallone did a, did a version of the script. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So, just as the cast and crew began to prep for production, a fire broke out in the set where most of the movie would take place. So, it, it, it so basically the house where the possessed girl lives, a fire broke out, uh, and apparently this happened because a bird flew into the circuit breaker. I don't even know. Bird that power. Kind of, that sounds kind of random. So, I guess that seems. I don't know how often that happens, but that might seem spooky enough. Um, but it was said. I don't know if this has been, you know, confirmed, but it was said that the only room that survived the fire was Reagan's bedroom. So Reagan is the girl who was possessed. And this was said in the documentary Fear of God, 25 Years of the Exorcist. See, I don't, if it was cursed, why would a fire break out and the only room to survive would be the the most evil room of the whole film? Because Satan would protect it from flames. It's, that was saying <laughs> I mean historically no <laughs> yeah so I don't know um, but the real reason why most people cite why this movie is cursed because of the many injuries and even deaths surrounding it so Ellen Burstyn who played Reagan's mom and who also stars in the new Exorcist film said that nine people died during production including I mean, some actors, but also like more distant people, such as an assistant cameraman's newborn baby and a night watchman. So one of the actors that died during the filming, or who died around the filming, was 
Jack McGowan. And he died shortly after appearing in the movie, and he played the film director Burke Dennings, who was one of the characters who was killed by Reagan when she was demon-possessed. He was only 54 years old when he died, although he didn't really die from the spookiest of circumstances. Uh, he died from complications from the flu. Oh. But perhaps it's This is a real fear. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty creepy. But perhaps it made, it was creepier because another actor in the film, uh, died that same year. And this actor's name was, I'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong, but Vasiliki Maliaros, uh, who played Father Damien Karras' mother. However, she was quite old and she was ruled to have died from natural mm-hmm. causes. Um, during the production, uh, a number of the cast and crew, including Linda Blair, uh, Max von Sydow, who played, I guess, another one of the priests, uh, they also lost family members who ne- weren't really involved in the production. So I don't know if you could count that, but sure. Um, now, others on this set suffered lifelong injuries. One crew member lost his toe while a carpenter chopped off his thumb. Uh, oh, okay. Whew. That was, I don't know about you guys listening, but I was imagining somebody losing their toe while getting their thumb cut off. Oh, no. Oh, God. That was two people, though. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and Starlin Blair, who, again, who played Demon Possessed Reagan, uh, she shared that she fractured her lower back while she was convulsing in the film. She would be convulsing uh, while attached to a harness. And this led to a lifelong struggle with scoliosis. In the documentary Fear of God, Linda Blair remembered screaming, quote, please make it stop. It hurts. It burns. And it was truly hurting her. And while she was screaming, like, please make it stop, what she was screaming actually mirrored what was in the script. Of course. So people didn't really know if she was screaming. Our girl's going off book and she's doing a great job. Yeah. So they didn't know that they actually needed to stop the scene. So Blair said, quote, that's the footage they used in the movie where I'm crying my eyes out because they are brutally damaging my back. Cursed, I don't know, but that does seem really fucked up. Yeah. So, I don't know. That one doesn't seem spooky enough to be cursed, but fine. And she's not dead. Yeah, it's a a demon-y movie. You want to blame bad things on the demon? Sure. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's just a person making you do something that's hurting you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how many people are involved in making a movie. A lot. So you take a lot, and then let's add three or four people per person to get the family in there. Yeah. That's a lot of people. I know, I imagine... nine out of that many people are supposed to die. (laughs) Yeah, like, I feel like, and also if you're going to be counting relatives of the actors, I feel like you'd be hard-pressed to find a film that didn't have someone even, like, tangentially linked died during the filming but fair okay so let's look at poltergeist and see whether or not that seems any more cursed so poltergeist oh hell yeah uh, that little girl's dead isn't she yeah she is so there's the original film but the original it's not like she grew up and died she just she died yeah i'll get to that (laughs) uh the original film is part of actually a, a film trilogy there was also a remake later but we're talking about the film trilogy with the first one that came out in 1982. I feel like Sam Rockwell's career has been cursed since the, I, <laughs> the remake. I forgot he was the one in that. So the original Poltergeist trilogy revolves around the members of the Freeling family who are stalked and terrorized by a group of ghosts led by a demon known as the Beast. And they are attracted to the family's youngest daughter, Carol Ann. Poltergeist is a fantastic, totally creepy movie. Recommend it. Um, So to start off, there are accusations that director Steven Spielberg made some creepy, uh, perhaps quite questionable choices when it came to film props being used. So Joe Beth Williams, who played mother Diane Freeling in the first two films, claimed that Spielberg insisted on using actual human skeletons as props in an attempt to save money. Uh, apparently at the time, real human skeletons were for some reason cheaper than fake ones. <laughs> um, 
Joe Beth Williams claims have actually never been verified. Uh, but the lore persists till today. I, and did they true, say the same thing about Indiana Jones? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, maybe he just fucking did Spielberg do Indiana Jones? <laughs> he just, yeah, yeah, he did, uh, he was affiliated with. I don't know if he, I don't remember if he directed it or he at least produced it. But maybe he um, just fucking loves you mean who using? Yeah, he just skeleton. has a basement full of skeletons ready to go. <laughs> uh, isn't there a scene in that movie where like the mother is like? trapped in mud and there are skeletons all around her Do i don't remember? know god in my mind there is and if fuck if you are just fucking surrounded by real human skeletons that is so fucked up i but, don't remember the first one as much as i remember the remake oh uh, i've actually oh yeah i actually don't remember the remake which i did see and i've never seen poltergeist two or three but mm. but again the reason that most people turn to for why they say it's cursed is because of the surrounding deaths. Oh, Let's, what? it says it was directed by Toby Hooper. What was? Poltergeist. But Steven Spielberg was a writer and probably a producer. Oh. So I guess I guess a producer has that kind of that kind of power. Well, okay. Oops. I'm pretty sure that's a sentence I copied from I guess a poorly researched article. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I was like, I really love Poltergeist. I don't recall Steven Spielberg directing it. Toby Hooper is not without his problems either. He's a chainsaw ma- Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. I oh really? Oh wait, yeah. Let me see. Wait, sorry. Now I'm now I'm bothered that I got that detail wrong. Just give me one moment. Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, produced and story by. Oops. Okay. We're ending the podcast. <laughs> We're what? We're ending the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, we were sorry, finally man. wrong about something. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, oh yeah, finally. Um, so four people died during, or at least soon after filming, which is less than Exorcist. However, some of these deaths are a little more unexpected. It's you know, it's not just like oh, somebody's cousin's cousin died, or somebody died of natural causes. Uh, at least two of them were more like incredibly tragic out of the blue so first pete already mentioned carol ann freeling which was you know the young daughter in the film um that the whole basically the whole series revolves around she was played by actress heather o'rourke uh heather o'rourke was only six years old when the first poltergeist film was released so incredibly young so sadly uh heather o'rourke was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease in 1987. Uh, And the following year, O'Rourke fell ill again, but her symptoms were casually just assumed to be attributed to the flu. Uh, A day later, however, she collapsed and suffered a cardiac arrest. So after being airlifted to a children's hospital in San Diego, O'Rourke died during an operation to correct a bowel obstruction obstruction and it was later believed that she had been suffering from a congenital intestinal abnormality so basically young girl she keeps uh getting misdiagnosed she dies during surgery while still quite young very sad um it says she was 12 yeah she was a cute cute little girl you know it's very sad if you see the movie she's such a little young cutie in the movie poor girl fuck it so second Dominique Dunn. She played the original older sister, Dana Freeling, and she also kind of had an unexpected death. So in 1982, Dunn separated from her partner, John Sweeney. In November of that year, he showed up at Dunn's house, begging for her to take him back. She refused to take him back, and then Sweeney grabbed Dunn by the neck, choked her until she was unconscious, and then just left her to die in her driveway. Uh, Sweeney was sentenced to six and a half years in prison, but for some reason was released after three years and seven months. I don't know why. That doesn't sound right. But again, Have, fuck. I see this all the time on Unsolved Mysteries. That's such a fucking, you fucking. They're like, they were sentenced to life. They have since been released. And like, <laughs> you choke so much. Is it choking is such a like violent, like you're so, it's such an intimate way of murdering someone. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So those are the two ones that you could be like, wow, like such creepy deaths. The other two, I mean, they're just as sad, but they seem a little bit more natural. So the evil preacher Kane from Poltergeist 2 was played by Julian Beck 
1983, Beck was diagnosed with stomach cancer, which took his life soon after he finished work on the second film. Also around that time, Will Sampson, who played Taylor, the Native American shaman, died after undergoing a heart-lung transplant, which apparently had a very slim survival rate. So I would say the first two seem a little creepy because they were like younger people who died very unexpectedly. The last two, again, tragic, but that doesn't feel like a curse. That feels like people who had issues who died, which is sad. Um, so let's lastly talk about the Twilight Zone movie. Do you, have you heard about this one? Uh, are, is it the gremlin on the plane that it's real? No. Um, is it that I, William Shatner will never die? <laughs> no. I will say... It's a curse the, upon man. <laughs> this is... This is uh, trigger warning, it deals with kids dying. Um, but I recall when I heard about it, the details being more gruesome. And when I read it, I didn't read the same gruesome detail. But I was like, I'm not going to Google looking for this gruesome detail. So we'll just tell it as is. But the first time I heard it, I feel like it was even worse than I have reported now, but we'll leave it at that. Um, so there's the Twilight Zone colon the movie instead of just Twilight Zone the show. Uh, so 1983's Twilight Zone the movie was inspired by the original Twilight Zone TV series, which if you're not familiar is like a spooky, sometimes sci-fi, sometimes paranormal anthology series. Right? That's a... Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that much Twilight Zone, but... So Twilight Zone the movie was an anthology film that had four stories within the movie. So George Miller directed a story called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Gremlin uh, on the Plane. Oh, is, is that the, that's the same one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Steven Spielberg, unless this person <laughs> misreported this, uh, <laughs> he directed the segment called Kick the Can. Joe Dante directed a story called It's a Good Life. And John Landis directed the infamous timeout story where the tragedy occurred. Um, I haven't seen it, uh, but timeout is described as a story about a man who is very racist against Jewish people, black people, and Asian people. And as a result, he finds himself facing a situation where he's thought to be a black man in rural Alabama in the 1950s facing the KKK. Another instance where he's a Jewish man in a Nazi-occupied France. And a third section where he's a Vietnamese man fleeing American soldiers during the Vietnam War. So, tragedy struck during the Vietnam sequence. Star Vic Morrow's character was supposed to be rescuing a pair of Vietnamese children during an air raid. So, in the scene, he was carrying the two children across the stream at night, uh, heading towards a helicopter rescue team. As the... As Vic Morrow, the actor, hoisted the kids up to, like, run through the stream, the crew then set off a bunch of pyrotechnics to simulate explosions. One of the pyrotechnics hit the helicopter and sent it down into the river where all the fucking actors were. So, uh, out of the two children, her six-year-old Renee was crushed by part of the helicopter and then it fell over and killed Vic Morrow and the other seven-year-old child. And to make matters worse, the children had been hired illegally, and they were not working according to any child labor laws. But the studio just was like, oops, sorry, this was an accident. Yeah, we'll just pay the fine and move on. Yeah, well, the suit did go to trial in Los Angeles in 1985, where I don't know fucking how, but John Landis and all the other defendants were acquitted of charges, which is fucking insane. The well, because why- they didn't like the pyrotechnics. I don't. <laughs> I fucking The pyrotechnics I- company should be the ones who are held liable. I will say, and I don't use this flippantly, but like. I, I don't know if I misremember this or I'm just so fucking afraid of decapitation that I originally heard, I recall this story saying someone or they all were decapitated, which is why I think about it all the time because I'm so afraid of decapitation and it haunts me. This sounds so horrible. This is just so heinously horrible. I don't know whether or not that happened or not. I don't know why, but the story... I don't think I would mind decapitation if it was, like, one swift movement. Yeah, you know who would hate it? Anyone who witnessed it. 
Everyone in that area who witnesses a decapitation, they might as well be decapitated. So you're afraid of witnessing a decapitation? What'd you say? You're afraid of witnessing a decapitation? I mean, I don't want to be decapitated, but I won't know it really. Yeah, I'm more afraid of witnessing a decapitation than being decapitated, yes. Yes. What would be the odds are on that? I don't want to know. Don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't even bother calculating it, guys. (laughs) Yeah. So, like all of the other things, like, I don't know, is this really a curse? Like, in this case, it seems more like gross fucking negligence, thoughtlessness, idiotic work practices, like, lack of laws. Apparently, thank God, after this, uh, a lot of the, like, laws... Um, and precautions taken around, like, stunts and, like, child actors and shit. Like, it, there was a total overhaul to make sure this wouldn't fucking ever happen again. And apparently, like, uh, this, like, severed John Landis's, like, ties with so many people. Apparently, I mean, not that it's a huge deal, but Spielberg, like, was like, I'm not even gonna fucking deal with you. Like, everyone was so fucking disturbed by the actor and the two children getting killed. How um, did they finish the story? You know what? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That I actually don't know. Because that movie came out, so I don't know. That's worth looking into. But anyway, so as I was saying, as it seems more like negligence and gross work practices than a curse, there is one additional piece that leads some to believe the supernatural could have been somewhat involved. So as Vic Morrow was waiting to film the scene that ultimately killed him, he alleg- allegedly turned to the production assistant and said, quote, I must be out of my mind to be doing this. I should have asked for a stunt double. What can they do but kill me, right? And then, years later, while he was filming a different... I'm sorry, not years later. Sorry. <laughs> years er- earlier, when he was filming a different film called Dirty Mary Crazy Larry in 1974... He said to a cameraman... I think I'm going to get my head cut off one day. <laughs> no, but he insisted on having a $1 million life insurance policy before he would shoot any scenes involving the helicopter in which he was due to ride. He was very insistent, and when asked why, Morrow allegedly replied, quote, I have always had a premonition that I was going to die in a helicopter crash. Ugh, creepy. Yeah. Anyway, so Pete, do you think at the end of this that any of them sound cursed or everyone just sounds like they want it to be cursed? I feel like because they're spooky movies, it kind of begs the connection. Mm, Yeah, yeah. But I'm not convinced. Yeah. You know. I don't know that I'm convinced either, but if... What is Vic Rust Morrow... cursed because Alec Baldwin shot that guy? Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, That okay. literally yeah. happened on set, and a person yeah. is dead, but it's not a spooky movie, so it's probably not a curse. Yeah, I agree. Totally valid. And and it is easy to say, like, things that you consider evil, like, oh, maybe this shouldn't be filmed, so anything bad, you attribute to the curse. And I apologize. You may have covered it and i wasn't paying attention <laughs> yeah but did you cover the crow too no i, I remembered mean, you said it at the beginning but, I mentioned it, but that too was kind of like it was an accident right it was an accident i will say there was an an additional piece but again i don't know if this is 100 percent confirmed but it was said that there were anonymous calls left to someone involved in production leading up to it saying like, Oh, this movie shouldn't be filmed. Like, Oh, you shouldn't film this movie. But so like some eerie calls saying to stop production. You should make it a live theater event. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. That was was good. (laughs) But, um, uh, but yeah, ultimately what killed Brandon Lee was like a prop, gun there was like an issue with it and it killed him by mistake but nothing like i don't i don't know i didn't i didn't see anything that was so much crazier than what i already mentioned so that's why i didn't include it mm-hmm. 
And Hannibal Holocaust, people kept saying was cursed. But all I kept seeing was that people thought it was a real snuff film and then made the guy go to trial for murder. That doesn't sound like a curse. So, yeah. Have you seen Cannibal Holocaust? No. Makes Movies like that make me angry they exist, but I won't get into that. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that's that's all I got. I just maybe I just needed to verbalize the horror that is in within my head that is the Twilight Zone the movie accident. Yeah. Cuz I can't fucking stop thinking about it. I hate it. John Landis Who's John Landis? Let me see if his face is is as hateable as as I think it would be. Oh. He seems jolly, but now I hate him. <laughs> anyway, but again, I'm thinking like the studio is probably like, you know what? Illegally hire the people. We'll pay the fine after the fact. We'll get the movie done. It'll be a lot cheaper than going, you know. So fucked up because of course they were they were foreign children. I think they were like Vietnamese children. So yeah, of course, of course, let's fucking do that illegally, motherfuckers. So yeah. Anyway, one person is suggesting that Rebel Without a Cause is one that would fit because. James Dean, Natalie Wood, and Sal Mineo all died after that. And all, like, unexpected manners and stuff. See, well, you know what? Why is that not on the list of top ten cursed movies? That sounds creepier than just... Because it's not spooky. I don't know. Whatever. These fucking people in their listicles need to be better. (laughs) (laughs) There's an article for you to write, Marissa. Top ten non-spooky movies that people actually died on. <laughs> <laughs> that are creepier than Poltergeist and The Exorcist. Yeah. Okay, well. Plugs. Yeah, so you got any plugs for me? Um, yeah, those of you out there may have noticed that if you have a Hulu subscription, Slaughter House is available yeah. on Hulu right now. And uh, if you don't want to watch it... That. If you don't want to watch it, you can listen to me cover it on uh, Pete Ruins a Movie on our Patreon. And I just put out this week uh, Monsters of California, which is the Thomas DeLong movie uh, that finally came out. And uh, Oh, yeah, i got to catch up on that. I mean, I, I ruin it for you. So if you want to see it, maybe don't listen. But if you, if you want to see it but think it's going to suck, then definitely listen because... You're right. <laughs> okay, yeah, then I won't see it. <laughs> um, I will plug... I didn't know how I was going to feel about this. Oddly, it's so corny. They're trying so hard to like be like Gen Z cool. Or, or I don't even know how old Gen Zs are. What's the, the Gen before Gen Z? You don't need to answer that. Anyway, they're trying so hard to be cool to Millennials? Teens. No, I meant younger. When what is how how young? Oh, I was I was having lunch with somebody and they said that their kid is an alpha. Yeah, so Gen- and they didn't mean an alpha male. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, okay, so Gen Z could be as young as like eleven. So I guess alpha's like when you're really young. So okay, anyway, so yeah, it's trying so hard to be like Gen Z cool at first, and it's not like it's not even PG thirteen. It's PG, so we can't get like that dark. But the Goosebump show is pretty engaging. Yeah, it's not bad. I saw like so many people pissed off that it wasn't modeled after the original because it didn't have you know like each episode wasn't a standalone episode. Oh, but, but I'm with you. I like it. It, it. I yes, to the point you're gonna make. Yeah, like each one of them has their own focus. Yeah. On like, a particular character. Out. Yeah. I guess they could have made it an anthology, sure, but like I thought they did a good job of like. Like, yeah, like, making a new spooky theme and focus. I've only seen two episodes, but... Um, also, Jason... The fuck is his name? The guy now who only plays hateable characters? Justin Long! Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. When you said Jason, you threw me completely yeah, off. Um, is he now just destined to just always play someone really annoying? Yes. It makes me kind of sad, because he's a good actor. (laughs) I just, um, I'm watching him in Goosebumps, and I'm like, he wants to be a comedic actor so bad. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that for sure. And I'm like, only two episodes in, but I see it. He can be a he can be an actor and be funny, but he wants to be a comedic actor. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> also, that lady, that blonde lady, who I don't know what she's really known for, but she seems like she's everywhere. She aged very well. <laughs> Do you know who I mean? Not off the top of my head, but... Anyway, um, I guess I'll stop talking about it since this is not a visual media, but I'll tell you later. Guys, um, uh, th- th- one second. This week on Patreon, um, I also covered uh, in Pete's previews another movie that's coming out that has Justin Long in it, and it's called It's a Wonderful Knife. Oh, God. <laughs> so if you're a Justin Long head... If you're a Justin Longfellow, then please sign up for our Patreon so that you can see my reaction to his uh, upcoming movie. <laughs> and if you are, you know, if you disagree, you can always call us at... 570-POD11. Or you can email us at... Shout at yallheard.me. Um, where we keep getting Louis Vuitton bag offers and that's it. But that's okay. Would- like to send us a scary story for an upcoming Halloween episode. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so far we have none. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I bet we have none. No one ever does them until I come for them and yell at them and make them call us. Yeah. How about you do me a fucking solid and you don't make me yell at you? I'm sorry, that was very aggressive. How about if you do me a favor and you call in without me yelling at you? By the way, that was not directed at anyone. If I've already yelled at you, I'm not yelling at you again. So that was mostly directed at people who I've never yelled at before. Mm-hmm. Um, cause my, Surely my sister, something was, scary has happened to you. I just want to clarify that I wasn't yelling at you, Mike, since <laughs> I give you a pass forever. <laughs> I yelled at you too much the one year. Um, yeah, if anything scary happened to you or happened to someone you know or you don't even know if it's a real story, just call us with stories. Your Come scary on. story your mom told you when you were a kid. Yeah, let me see. Who who is our who are our listeners who haven't called yet? Richard, I don't think we got a story from you yet. Has Juan given us a scary story? I don't know. I forget. I feel like you might have, but I'm not sure. Juan, you should give us I remember, another one. I think maybe Juan gave us the one. There was one year where like, it just cut off at the end and we didn't get the conclusion. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whoever that was, follow, finish it. James, I don't think you regularly listen, but I know you got to have more scary stories. Alex, your story from last year about the doll was great. Give us another one. So yeah, call us at 570-POD-1-1. Um... And if we didn't say your name, that means we want to hear from you even more. <laughs> yeah. I think Cassie gave I think Cassie gave us one. Mm-hmm. Um guys, and as always you can slide it to my DMs at Riz Vandal. Um so yeah, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there and enjoy your spooky time. Bye. Bye. No curses. Yeah, hi. Hi.